Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we explore current events through the lens of the Christian worldview. But again, as you know, many lenses have a prismatic effect. We will be looking at different streams of light that come through our biblical lens, and each of us will be sitting in a chair answering the questions of the culture from the Christian worldview lens, but from a different chair. To my right, I have Mr. Charlie. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. You'll be sitting in the chair of? I was going to do theology today. All right. Moving to his right. Miss Nikki, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you. Which chair will you be sitting in? Well, I guess we'll always be sitting in the chair of theology. That sits well uh, with me. I, oh, you, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you can, you, I will it's, do something different if you would no, like. Coffee, no, coffee no, heated. No. I'll do culture. You'll do culture. All right. So I will be sitting in the chair of philosophy today. I Ooh. will get a chance to sit in the chair of philosophy. The, reason, uh, the reasons why the logical sense behind what we believe, what we believe, uh, chair of culture, bringing the answer to the world's culture, and of course, theology, what God said. Mm. So today, there's been a lot going on this week. It's been a slow news week, but it's been a crazy news week. The thing is, is I... This is what the media does. They really latch on to some of these stories to the exclusion of the important ones. And it's all about narrative. And that's one thing that I, I don't think Christians and conservatives are very good at. We're very bad at narrative. We, hence, Hollywood has won their, their stride. The news media has won their stride. One of the big narratives that's out there is this... You know, it, it's in this Gabby Petito case, which is tragic, but um, the media's response to this is interesting. Uh, Miss Nikki had a had a story come in from Joy Reid. I don't know if you want to get that or I can get it. Go ahead and I'll let you pick it So that. I'll go ahead and get it. This is from The Independent uh, uh, in UK. Joy Reid dismisses interest in Gabby Petito case as missing white woman syndrome. Petito's case describes... Media and public fascination with missing white women, says Miss Reed. I don't need to read more. Uh, Gabby, Gabby <laughs> Petito, just for those who are not aware, she is a like a like a G or Z list celebrity on YouTube who did, uh, and that's not to be a pejorative, but she's a YouTuber with uh, van life. You know, people who go and build build campers out of vans, and uh, a YouTube channel, and she had you know the. The boyfriend that you sh rack the shotgun slide when he comes over for dinner, mm -hmm. uh, and you know if 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 the case is going to pan out the way we all kind of assume it will, you know he should be tried for murder and executed. But real quick, going around the room, theology and culture. Uh, I'm going to hit each of you, and I'll go to philosophy last. When the when we throw out a red herring like they're obsessed with white women because we have another story in in this in this news cycle another story we have a uh, body found in Illinois River identified as missing graduate student uh, Jelani Day mm -hmm. but just because we're counting a scoreboard his he has melanin a lot of melanin in his skin yep. he's black okay so I, I, I don't think it's media fascination what what would be the theological response to this red herring that there's this attraction to a story, a tragedy, but it's based on race? Well, I think first of all, I I, I find it ironic that there is this outcry about just white people that are missing are the ones that are getting all the attention when the mainstream media is really controlled by those that say they advocate for blacks and hispanics that aside the thing is when we go to scripture we see that you know god has made man in his image there wasn't any any color assigned uh when he did that and i think it's important to note that every single person has value of life and when we take a look at the stories i don't think they should be necessarily shown on a national stage. You can't forbid that, obviously. But I think it's important that in the local areas, these stories get out on the airwaves. That, that's where it's very important. 
So when you're talking about a case like a Gabby Petito, that was a national story because it happened around the country. She's from in one particular area, the murder takes place in another outside of the state. When you're talking about uh, the young man in Illinois, um, that that's a little different situation there. Not advocating that it should have been treated differently. I'm just saying that the ease with which some of these stories get national attention, it really it shouldn't be based on skin color or anything. It really is something that should be done locally and allowed to get out on the national level when it when it warrants it. And and that's the thing. You're 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 100 spot on because you look at this is from census.gov. This is the 2020 census, or sorry, excuse me, 2019 census. My mistake. 76 uh, percent of the United States population is white, and black and African American is 13.4. And I can go down the list: uh, American Indian 1.3, Asian 5.9. Hispanic Latino, 18.5. Okay. Get the picture. There's statistically going to be more white women missing than melanated women. Well, and that is not, and that's not to say that we don't pay, put equal value, but statistically it's more likely to happen. And there's more likely to be a more salacious story about someone who has some minor amount of celebrity than just based on the numbers. I, I would agree with that. I think the one thing I, uh, I, I'll just leave it there. I, I think that's a, that's a pretty good point there. The important aspect for people to remember is not getting glued in on who's getting all the attention. The media has the ability to control this. What responsibility will they take in doing that? They're whining. They're, they're really, they're whining because they've lost the narrative. Yes. Because a Twitter movement has had, and, and TikTok culture have kind of brought this yep. out. And they're whining because legacy media has lost that narrative, yep. which is a great segue to the chair culture. Yes. My question for Joy Reid is how much time have you spent on the air advocating for missing people? Oof. Uh, I mean, when was the last? Did you bring up this young man uh, that went missing this uh, Jelani Day. That, did you that bring, right there is a great point. Did you bring point. him up? Or was it, where's the other people that are missing that are black people or Hispanic people? Are, are you an advocate for them? Are you bringing their names to the, the forefront? And he has I, no authority. So the, the truth is, what sells a story will be brought to the surface. It really doesn't have to do with, with skin color. And the second part of this is it really takes a family initiative to get the information out. Because Gabby had a YouTube channel, she already had followers. So what her mother did, I saw the story first on Facebook, not through the news. I saw it on Facebook. And she started a campaign to get this information out. And when you look at these stories, and if you go back and you research them, it will depend on what the family does. And let me just give you briefly a person that I know personally lives here, and a few years ago, her granddaughter, who is biracial, went into a, a home for troubled teenagers. She went missing, and she's 15 years old, and the parents, the grandmother, who is white, um, could not get the police to do much. She's a runaway. There's not, you know, she was a runaway. So the parents and the grandparents are the ones that went to the town. They passed out the flyers. They went door to door. They did this. They did that. Two weeks later, they found her. And what happened was they raided a certain place, and all these young girls were getting ready to be shipped overseas for sex trafficking, and her granddaughter was one of them. They found her the day before she was going to be shipped. There was no, you didn't hear it on the news. And she was very frustrated. She said, the police, we're not getting help. But the police had their hands tied, and they just looked at it as it's another runaway. Yeah, it's in the slew, so you actually have to take it up and do it yourself. And isn't Facebook, TikTok, Twitter just the public square now? Yes. It really is. You're yes. able to pass out the missing sign. It, it's an easier. electronic public so guess, square. So guess who did a better job 
in this case, this one family. They, yes. This one family did a better job, and they already had a platform. Yes. They already had the it platform. It was already built for them. And guess what? You, you, you hear these stories all the time, but moving over to the chair of philosophy, my, my issue is, is again, if, if you're a student of logic or rhetoric, you'll understand what, when I said red herring. When we use the word red herring, we're talking about this is a, an argument that's put out there that is not genuine, meant to divert you divert you from the real issue if if you and go back to the cartoons squirrel squirrel exactly and they're they're screaming squirrel don't look at what's happening with your money your money being redistributed out of your pocket your liberties being taken away your national sovereignty being taken away look at this and and, and in this case they're screaming louder because they're losing the narrative even on the home front Mm. And that's what that's what's really going on. Let's let's look at the real issue. The Scabby Petito thing is an interesting diversion in, in a sense, and and I don't say that to be cynical of the loss of of, of a right. young right. lady. Right, absolutely. And and you know if this guy is is found to be be guilty, and and we we know that we know you know. Well, they haven't up, even found him yet, have they? No. I don't think they have. Find no. him, string him up, rack him, you know. Let us throw it in public public view and you know let all the kids see it you know public hanging bring it back other than that there's nothing much more to see but what we are seeing is a change in our national sovereignty afghanistan aside let's look at the east because you look at the amount of money that was spent into black lives matter during the summer of love black mm -hmm. lives matter the corporation there were there were Two groups really spending money. There, there were the bankers funding the uh, whole crazy Antifa thing, quite subtly, like Soros, Soros mm -hmm. types, uh, and and I'm sure they weren't all Jewish. For media matters, it doesn't matter what nationality is; it matters what he does. Uh, however, at this point, he's kind of become a boogeyman. But then you look at the East; you look at a lot of there's a there was evidence of a lot of Chinese operators working to overthrow and to unsettle our nation during 2020. And they really focused in on Black Lives Matter, follow the money. At some point, we should do a study on that. But suffice to say, Biden, Beijing Biden is not a bad pejorative. Let's look at some of the things that have happened here. This is, this is an article from the uh, Epoch Times. <sighs> While we're debating the, the this whole... Should we chase someone down because they're, you know, chase a story because it's black or white in this whole red herring that Joy Reid presents? The United States uh, State Department is saying that China is attempting to divert attention from its own bad conduct. And I know Mr. Charlie has a, has a little bit of a bristle oh. with that. Maybe it's uh, the U.S. State Department is, is saying we, we've lost control of the situation and we're not imposing the right sort of thrust and vector. So now we're crying that they're not saying, they're not answering our pleas and thank you. Yeah. As opposed to the more aggressive stance we had before. But the, the short version of this story is um, Hong Kong is having severe liberties rolled back. If you don't think this is going to affect us, it's coming to Taiwan next. Well, and, and you know what's interesting here? John Arthur is in, in that article in folks, I would encourage you to take a look at this in the Epic Times. It just flat out angers me. But Lincoln here's why. Here's the the paragraph that really irritates me. And this this is why we as Christians really need to pay attention. Here's the paragraph. The United States will always stand up for fundamental freedoms and the rule of law. That's what the statement read. Adding that the two are the fundamental rights the regime promised. My goodness, if there was anything so hypocritical about a statement about the U.S., that, that is it. We're not trying to stand up for fun, fundamental freedoms in the rule of law in the U.S. We're ignoring things and allowing people to go ahead and be released back into our society that they shouldn't be. Now, from a theological aspect, this, this is a tough one. 
And the reason it's tough is because God has handed over, this, this goes all the way back to Samuel. And the people were crying for a king. Samuel goes and, and he's, he's ready to resist that. He's ready to stand against it. And God says, no, I'm going to give them a king. I'm going to give them what they've asked for. And this is what you're going to tell him. He goes into that. I'm not going to read all of that. It's, it's a very interesting read in 1 Samuel. But the thing is, is that control has hand, been handed over to man. I would dare say that in this kind of a situation, without exercising your vote, your right to vote, which you should, without getting involved in the political process, which you should, the last resort you've got at the moment is just merely praying. Mm-hmm. That's, where we're, that's where we're being pushed to. Some people are starting to get involved, and I'm talking about Christians. And folks, for you and you young people out there, listen, democracy takes work. A republic takes work. There you go. We're not a democracy. Right. We're a representative we're, we are republic. a republic. If, if you want to keep that, you have got to work at it. And let me make one other thing very, very clear. And this is a biblical principle as well. You cannot have freedom without paying for it in blood. And that, guess, is, that, is a, that, that is a requirement. And guess what? We're watching Hong Kong fall and fall and fall. Yes. Uh, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, since, since the regime took over, according to this article, Hong Kong police have arrested uh, 100 dissidents, leading to more than 60 charges, against, mostly against Democratic politicians, activists, journalists, and students. These aren't terrorists. These are people who disagree. Yes. And if you don't think that this is coming to the states, it's here. It's already here. It's here. It's rolling. And we're watching in real time a preview of what is coming here if yep. we do not get our act together. You might say China's a long way from here. Oh, the no. world is getting smaller. Well, I think it's so funny to me. Um, one of the reasons you probably seen Hong Kong fall as quickly as what it does is we have, can they really count on the United States? Not anymore. The Afghan people who were helping us. Oh, the Afghanistan us, people were definitely. They were helping us. Yeah. They, they were lied to. They were left behind. And people watch this. So is Hong Kong really going, the people there, they saw what, they saw what the United States did to, in Afghanistan. And I don't think America really understands what the cost of that was. And, and John Arthur, if I could jump in here, that, that's an excellent point. One of the things that has always interested me is that people around the world, when they look at the political process of the United States and who we're voting in, they used to think, okay, yeah, vote those Democrats in. They, they've got the right idea. And yet now we can clearly see what the result of that is. And I think people around the world are starting to wake up to that. And we saw it in Vietnam. We did the same thing in Saigon. It only takes a generation to lose that information. Now that we, we, we saw Reagan, you know, come in after Carter and Nixon's and really it wasn't Nixon's fault it, per, per se. The, the Watergate scandal overcame him. And then the Democrats took advantage of the the weakness to defund the war. And that's why we had to pull back. And that's why we saw people dying in Saigon purely for political theater. Yep. And that's why we saw people dying in Afghanistan purely for political theater people don't people don't really realize that and uh, and n not to be too much in the generation war the the boomers did not do a good job raising their kids agree. by and large present company was you know was yeah, not no, but I, but but the boomer but generation right. gave it over to the Chaikoms who were in our schools and the Russian communists in our schools, yeah. people who were actively sympathizing, they call themselves the Communist Party. And they, it's not a conspiracy. You go and look up, again, another podcast we should do, the, the Rise of Communism in America. They predicted and plotted it out. They're on a 70-year, 80-year plan, and they're right on schedule. 
And it's not mm-hmm. it's not a bunch of men stroking their, their twirling their mustaches in a in a in a small room. They have a platform. And they've told publicly, it's publicly available. You can go and see this is exactly what they wanted to do in the 50s. And isn't the answer to this really the Christian being skilled in apologetics, biblical apologetics, being able to defend the word in a position? That's, that's where we're going to win. That's, that's what ultimately has to happen. And the unfortunate part is, Many Christians are not interested in understanding how to defend anything. And that's and part of that is because we, we haven't sold it. Let me say it this way, and it's going to sound awful. We haven't sold the value proposition in the, from the pulpit. Mm, mm. That's true. I, I think that's a great point. And, and, and so to the chair culture, how do we sell that value proposition to our Christian culture? So that because because if the Christian culture is not rock tight, we're not going to do anything. I would you know, I'd love to see a revival, and it's possible. But when you live in a world of ease and pleasure, even in the Christian realm, our culture is built on self-absorption, and we're not worried about the world outside of the United States because we have everything we need here inside the United States. We, the culture hasn't taught the generation that we have this stuff because of our world leadership and the wars that we won and the positions that we've taken. And that's been forgotten. And unfortunately, until all the pleasure and the conveniences that we have are lost, people are not going to think. I, so I see that, but I, I, I think your, your point on denying the pleasures of this world is probably a little stronger and something that really needs to be honed in on. Because if you think about it, we're, we're caught up in with singers, we're caught up with Hollywood, and where are we paying attention uh, when it comes to political issues? We run to them before we run to the Bible. Right. We do. Yeah. And so moving over to the chair of philosophy, just on this one story, we're watching we're watching worldviews play out mm. on multiple levels. We're watching the American nihilism against mm. this American exceptionalism born out of the Protestant work ethic. Yep. American exceptionalism was born out of the Protestant work ethic. You you had something unique when these Protestants came to America in the 1600s. Something that, and, and by the way, that Protestant ethic was in Great Britain and in the United States. We had a little tussle over the monarchy issue, but that was what started the trend to get rid of chattel slavery. Mm. Yeah. That is what said, you know what? Man can be very productive if you incentivize him correctly, and you have to get out there and work. So we've transitioned from that into this post-human uh, humanistic nihilism and we're watching our positive influence on the world wane when oh, we see, shriveling and, and we see we see the philosophy of communism rearing its ugly head hong kong had a had a modicum of freedom and we're watching that shrivel up mm-hmm. and disappear and be stomped on by the jackboot of Utopianism. Utopianism is what does this. When you think man can bring utopia, you end up with tens of millions of dead in just a couple of decades. You want to talk about the whole last century? Communism, rather, I should say, humanism as a belief that humans are innately good and can bring about utopia killed more people Mm -hmm. in Germany Russia and Southeast Asia as a whole than all of the rest of wars in the entire recorded history of the world. So you're, you're seeing philosophies play out and we're seeing this come to a fever pitch. It, this is a great article from The Hill. We're watching this humanistic worldview stamp. We're watching them have the need and the 
severe desire to stamp out any remembrance of their wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Where why so and, and this is an interesting one. Hong Kong Tiananmen Vigil Group disbands under pressure from authorities. Pressure from authorities. This is persecution. It's not pressure. It's kind of a kind of a bad word to use there at the Hill. Uh, but uh, excerpt from the article: The Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements in China told a reporter Saturday that the group voted to disband in a forty-one to four vote. Uh, let me let me demystify that. That is forty-one people are wetting their pants. And mm-hmm. four are saying we need to stand on principle. And four that are are basically saying we're willing to die for it. We're willing to die for this. The group was known for organizing an annual vigil to their crime. Their crime is organizing an annual vigil to honor those who died during China's 1989 Tiananmen Square crackdown. If you don't know about Tiananmen Square, that was a freedom protest where they drove tanks over students, and there was blood splatter all over the place that they had to scrub. My mother actually um, got a chance to visit China with Jim Irwin. She was part of um, astronaut Jim Irwin. Uh, Jesus walking on earth was much more important than man walking on the moon, he would say. Got to share a lot of, uh, 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 got to share the gospel in places where he could never could have. While they were walking by him in square, they could see them washing and pressure washing off the blood. China wants to remove that mark because it it was a set of people who who said, you know what, we, we want freedom, and you're seeing these people being uh, persecuted by Beijing. Beijing recently instituted a new law in Hong Kong. The group's assets were frozen by authorities for subversion under the measure. Uh, members Tang Nok Kwan, I'm going to butcher these. Uh, okay, there are four of them were charged. I apologize, guys. I'm butchering your names. Uh, were charged after uh, they refused to hand over information regarding the group's finances and other members. They were charged with subversion after saying, no, we're not going to give you everyone's data so that you can arrest them. Just again, they've been denied bail by the city and have pleaded not guilty to the charges. Police have said they needed the information because they suspected the group was an agent of foreign forces. I am not a foreign agent. I plead not guilty. Tang Nak Kwan said uh, in court earlier in September. What happened to the promise? Fifty years, we'll let them. Fifty years for fifty years. The, the Sino-British. Just is the same as agreement. you can actually see that in our culture. How you know we have the Constitution, we have our constitutional rights, and how the government tries to subvert that the correct word go around the uh, the laws within their constitution, the rights that we have, how they try to uh, take gun control. We have the right to bear arms. So what do they do? They, how, can we, how can we create a law that goes around that to, for less people to have? And the way they do that is by starting in the culture war. True. They start in the culture war to try to roll, because politics is downstream of culture. Culture is downstream of religion, of, of actual held belief and so let's let's go to the chair of theology real quick and then we'll roll back to the chair of culture um pray when, pray 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 i when, look the big thing that that's going through my mind here guys you you correct me if i'm wrong but i think this is this is spot on right and by the way until we're put in this kind of a position, we we can't cast a judgment on this. Those people that voted to disband, I don't hold anything against them. They've probably got families. They know that if they stand up to this, there's going to be more than just a financial ramification to this. It's it's going to impact little kids and whatnot. For, I said earlier, I want to say it again. Freedom is always going to cost something. And sometimes it's going to be your family members. And you better be willing to stand up and be willing to sacrifice your family for the sake of freedom. If you really want it, that's what it's going to take. So, and I wanted to ask you, it's very true, very good word. And I wanted to ask you from the, from the chair of theology, when you have a regime that is altering truth or what is perceived as true 
when truth is thrown out the window, we see things like Tiananmen Square being denied, the Holocaust being denied. And I'm not equating the two on proportion, but I am no. saying they're both evil, That's acts right. of evil. And extremely so. And so you, you're, you're seeing this, this change. How important is it for the individual when people say, this is my truth? Because it, it, this podcast is not about politics per se. It's bringing a response to the things that are going on in the world. When someone says, this is my truth, what what does that kind of moral relativism lead to? Does it lead to what we're what we're seeing in Hong Kong? So I think it, and I would say yes, it does. I think one of the interesting aspects of this is when you, when somebody says this is my truth, you have to really ask yourself the question: So how many truths can there be? And ultimately, when you dig down on that issue. If you're saying there's only one and you've got it, we are, we are in a serious situation. Truth is Jesus Christ, him crucified, risen again. He came that he would bear witness to the truth. He stood before Pilate, and Pilate asked the question, what is truth? And he walked away from the very one who personified what truth is. Guys, there is no such thing as this is my truth. It can't possibly be because two things that are different cannot be the same. If you say that you're right and I'm wrong, then you're advocating that you know what truth is. You have essentially become God. When we're looking at situations like Tiananmen Square, when we're looking at situations like what is going on in this country today, we must look at it through the lens of Jesus, not through a person that is here on this earth. Because the government doesn't have the authority, the godhood, to determine what is true. That's right. And when we give them the capacity to rewrite history, especially oh about their own horrors oh that they commit, and this starts with the person. This starts with the person, the individual, this yes. moral relativism, this post-truth, post-humanist worldview, where we're now, we're now post-humanist and we're fully in a post-truth society. We're watching this occur. And that, that brings, brings it nicely to the chair culture. I just kind of want to wrap on over to the chair culture and ask you, Ms. Nikki, when we have a culture that treats truth loosely what does that do to the value of the human beings in that culture does it change that yes yes it starts to devalue uh human beings and we're seeing that already um and, and what i mean is the things that are being said on television by uh don lemon and for the unvaccinated don't even give them a bed at the hospital let them die. That's based on one man's perceived truth. It's based on a lie that he's accepted. Yes. Okay. And because, so, and because the yeah. value of human life has gone down, that's what we're looking at. And there's at. a doctor that came out, I will not treat the unvaccinated. Well, let me ask you this question. Will you treat the obese? They, they know they're overweight. They're going to have health problems. Will you treat those that smoke? You How know they're the going to have- how about the oh, old? Wow. They knew they were going to get old and have problems. Will you treat them? Will you treat the drug addict? People are doing things in our, our country today that they are devaluing human life. Let's, and let's they're not recognizing that. Let's panel to decide if, 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 you, if you're worthy of treatment or if you're a useless eater. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, what, one, one show, I can't recommend it because of the absolutely uh, hedonistic sexuality in it but there was a great scene in it it was the amazon's uh, man in a high castle took a very stupid turn at the end but the first two seasons were excellent there's a scene spoiler alert close your ears for the next 90 seconds if you don't want it spoiled uh this german this german soldier his son is found out to have a genetic defect and it's his genetic defect that his brother is brought him through his line his brother had it 
and they put his son down like an animal. In fact, his son volunteers it because I'm a useless eater. I need to be put to sleep. This is that that and, is and we're, so and we and and that that is I, I'm amazed that leftists made that movie because it shows what the left does. And by the way, for 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 those who make the mistake of saying the far right is is as Nazis, no no no. The far right are the Amish, the ones who say, we have very little governmental structure, leave us alone, just let us do our thing. That's the far end of the right yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Alt-right is talking about the alternative European right and left because they were so far to the American left, we had to create a new scale. It was either the government owns everything or the government just owns the means of production. Mm-hmm. In, in Germany, the go- government just owned the means of production, whereas in Russia, they were stumping for full ownership of everything, communal ownership. So let, let's just get that right. But you, you, you see that full extent of what that does to the culture, where you have a culture where a child will, will put himself out there to be slain because he's not worthy. And he dishonored his family line, his bloodline. And that's very, it, it was a, it was a, it would have, I mean, High Castle is if what if Germany won? And, uh, uh, and the, the World War II, and they came to the States. You know, John Arthur, I think it's really important for us to, to summarize that point again because it, it is huge. One person's truth will start to devalue other people. One person's perception of the truth yes, without a moral grounding to an overarching uh, value system or standard. Nice yep. segue to the chair of philosophy. Uh, when, when, when you have the government becoming the standard, when the government has the authority to change history, especially its own misdeeds like China has, guess what we're seeing in the States? Historical revisionism. Yes. Mm-hmm. When We've got government... people here in this country that don't, that are, they truly think or at least they're advocating that the Holocaust did not happen. And, and, that's, and that's going to get worse. Yep. And what we have here is a government, and the 1619 Project is our own version of this. They're trying to get it. Some people say, well, 1619 Project is Nicole Hannah-Jones, whatever. Wait, no. We're trying to make this the public school curriculum. We have made it the public education curriculum that you have a truancy officer sent after you in some states. If you don't send your kid to the school, we're going to make sure that you learn this and we are going to rewrite history. And you're seeing it in China. This is what it looks like. This Mm -hmm. is what it looks like. So bringing it home to the individual, when you're talking to your crazy aunt with a thousand cats and and the uh, Biden sticker on on her car, absolute truth absolute truth is critical and if someone and 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 the way you come at this argument from the philosophical angle is ask them is it wrong to douse a child in kerosene and light them on fire is that wrong what's something that you think is wrong you know is there something in this world that you think is wrong and almost Mm -hmm. invariably they'll say yeah you know killing a kid senselessly is wrong or or I, I don't like, um, you know, common one. I don't like female genital mutilation, you know, in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's a great one. That's a great one. Let's go with that one. Female circumcision uh, in the Middle East. Why is that wrong? Well, it, it, it harms her ability to enjoy this and that. Okay, yeah, I agree. She has that personal autonomy. But why does she have that value? Mm-hmm. Why does she have that value? Because Where did it you, come from? Because you will not say that a lion killing all of the cubs from another mm-hmm. male lion mm-hmm. and then raping the female lions and that pride. You won't say that that's evil. But you'll say that female circumcision is evil. You're right. Because that woman is made in the image of God. She's Amen. Saying, image bearer amen and so therefore you look at that there is an overarching standard we get that standard from somewhere and it cannot be the government because in those countries it's legal to do that yep. it's mandated to do that in some in some of those areas 
to, to, to commit female circumcision. And John Arthur, I don't think we're going to get to this story today, but one of the stories that we were considering was the forced harvesting, organ harvesting. Yes. I, I, and, and actually, I do want that feathers in next okay. to the next story. Yep. That feathers in very well. I would like to, I would like to cover that real quick because that is a good feather in. Nice, nice, smooth moving. China, <laughs> China has been actively, and this is again from the Epic Times, they've been actively silencing the global media on the issue of organ harvesting. And it, this is an interesting article from the Epic Times again. The, the Epic Times is, yes, it's a quote-unquote right-wing news site. Yes, I get it. But they're one of the only sites that is willing to talk about China and chase down this rabbit hole. Because China's about to become the most powerful nation in the world. People don't understand. We live in an imperialistic world. Either it's American imperialism or it's Chinese imperialism. Oh, great, great point. And we live in a might-makes-right world. I would rather be holding the stick and giving out from America than to be under the stick of a regime that has killed hundreds of millions and is actively, they're actively, they're, <laughs> they're actively allowing forced organ harvesting. They're, they're encouraging it. They're paying for it. They're harvesting. In fact, if, if you are a minority, it's been called, uh, uh, Genocide because they're taking certain minorities and they're eradicating them and using their organs for experimentation and for delivery. You know, they're, this... they're taking entire population sex. You know, the, the Uyghurs are under death camps, but there are other camps as well. Guess what happens when the government gets to decide what absolute truth is? Guess what happens when we leave that debate open on a personal day-to-day -day level? Moving it over to and, the chair of theology. I, you know, I want to I wanna say that this is one step away from taking a baby from its mother for the sake of just harvesting organs. That, that's, that's the line that they are about to step over. By the way, this is a line that was faced in America just a few years ago. And America has, has stood and said, no, albeit I will say this, when it comes to stem cell research, it's the same issue, and it's just in a slightly different vein. Yeah. So this, this thing here, this gets back to the value of a human being. It gets back to the issue of when does the value of that human being take on its value? And boy, howdy. If you're smart, if you're biblical, I, I should word it like that. I'm sorry. If you're biblical, it starts at the moment of conception. That's when it starts. So this, this thing of, of this here is very troubling. I don't care. By the way, donating organs, I think, is an honorable thing to do. Having them forced harvested by the government. That's wrong. Which, by, by the way, that's a really interesting, it's a really interesting article. I, I advise you to go look at it. Link in the description. Despite inc incontrovertible evidence, Beijing denies that it has currently conducted forced organ harvesting and has gotten the WHO to support the CCP's denial. Uh, but the, H, the WHO's assessment is faulty. According to Lord Hunt in the United Kingdom, it was revealed by the UK government in 2019 that the WHO assessment is based on china's own self-assessment wow imagine that did you did you kill that man uh no i i didn't do it oh that's good enough for me you know one of the things that is has not really been talked about much except for republicans is the relationship the bidens have with china Oh, and, and that's and, something that I wanted to get I've, in today, but we're running out of time. I know, but, but we, that's it, something that it, is going to come. To bite us. Yes, it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of things in the Bidens have kept hidden that now even the mainstream media are starting to touch on a little bit because, you know. They're seeing it. If, if they don't talk about it, they don't get ahead of the narrative. So what they're doing is, is they're, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do 30 seconds or a minute of news cycle to it. That way it's not some conspiracy that's hidden. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, 
uh, a hunter is receiving five hundred thousand dollars for for per, per art piece of this crappy thing, that definitely isn't buying influence. <laughs> oh, and the laptop is real. That is real now. It's it, yeah. maybe exactly. more than one. Yeah. So the chair culture. <laughs> m moving over to the chair culture. When when we have a a culture that is focused exclusively on what the party line is. When you, because, and let me define this for a moment. You look at the Chinese Communist Party, you look at what they have that free reign of truth. They get to decide what is quote unquote understood as true. What does that do to the culture and what does that do to the human beings in that culture? Well, the culture as you know it today, it will, you'll lose it. That's number one. And the human beings become entrapped in a society where they lost their freedom. The right to think, the right to, they're going to be told what you can do, what you cannot do. And your right to think for yourself is no longer an option. So this is a, a very dangerous place that we're in. And the problem is, is we live such a life of ease, people are not seeing it. It's like the toe that you put in the water and you slowly heat it up. Mm -hmm. And it's before the toe realizes what's happening, it's too late. That's where we are. Absolutely. And what, what, what we're seeing here is a culture of death, incrimination of others, yeah. the tattletale culture. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're going to see this, here are the Jews, here are the unvaxxed, or here are those who have a bad social credit score. By the way, social Here's credit the Trump score, supporters. I mean, really. The Christians is where it's going to come down to. Yeah, uh, and I've always said this. That's an excellent point. It's These issues are not going to be Democrat versus Republican. These issues are not going to be divided along worldly lines. These issues are going to be divided between Christian and non-Christian. Why do you think the world hates the Jews so much? Because if Satan can win that battle and annihilate the Jews, he has defeated God. He has beat God at least on one prophetic level. Yep. If he can eradicate the Jewish people, on prophecy cannot be fulfilled. So that's something that he wants to do. And of course, Christians are also very much the, the, the bride of Christ. Satan yep. would love nothing more than to drive a huge knife into the chest of the bride of Christ. That's what he wants to do. So you're, you're watching this play out and it'll become more and more interesting on the note of organ harvesting from a philosophical standpoint philosophy chair here what you see is the effect again of worldview you're you're watching ideas play out in america we will spend millions of dollars to preserve one life because we have an understanding that that life is immeasurably of worth. Yep. In China, it's chattel to be thrown. You're dog meat. You're, you're the same. It's all when you are a monergistic monist, or, or, or sorry, when you're a uh, monist, materialistic monist, the, excuse me, I'm having a stroke this morning again. When you're a materialistic monist, you believe everything that is out there is purely mechanical and you're just sacks of meat walking around. Well, this sack of meat works for the CCP in a high level and they need a heart transplant. This sack of meat over here will never amount to anything. Oh, man. Let so let's, let me I kill need. this human yeah. and grab what I need. Because they're more or less, they're just a part on a shelf. Correct. And where, where it leads is, and, and of course, this is all headed towards trans, transhumanism. If you want to really look at it, what we want to do is figure out how we can take these organs. Uh, and, and hey, I'm all for figuring ways out how to grow organs and, mm -hmm. and be able to implant. I think that's awesome technology. But where we want to go is a little bit further. We want to, you know, re, quote unquote, release the brain from the body and translate them. A lot of this has to do with experimentation in China, by the way. Americans and American corporations and, and the American government have been doing stuff like this for a long time. Yep. I don't want to get too Alex Jonesy here, but when you unhook a government from its moral obligations, you will see this. And 
it's ugly. It is. It's sick and it's ugly. You doing any B or not the B? Let's do some B the not the B. Uh, man, I think that would be great. Let's wrap up. So we're we're introducing a new segment uh, this week here, and we're gonna try. We're gonna try this. Um, so these are we were gonna do this last week. So so these are dated. So I apologize, but I've got a list of B or not the B. Oh, I've got a couple of new is ones it for the, today. Is it the is it the B? Is it the Babylon B? Is it a satire article or is it news? Is the question here? So we're gonna post some out here. And so you've got a couple. I've got a couple. And so I'll start with one right here. Uh, one of these is the B, and the other one is not the B. So <laughs> so let, let, let's let's let, let's go ahead and go with one of these here. Uh, story number one. We'll talk about story number one. Story number two. Um, story number one. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio celebrates the, the destruction of dirt bikes with a bulldozer like some sort of cheesy Disney villain, munching them over. And, and he said, there are problems that can be crushed like these illegal dirt bikes. <laughs> so that's story one. Story two, uh, Joe Biden divulged the entire Afghanistan withdrawal strategy uh, with White House janitorial staff members before they could say that they were not military personnel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going the first one is not <laughs> you, so 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 you you're going with the first one is news uh, yeah is news okay yeah. what, 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 what would be your i i would agree with, with okay that. okay so actually you are both correct you are both correct <laughs> however the janitors i could see that i could totally see <laughs> I could believe that. So today. that so, so that, that was story one. I think uh, Mr. Pomeroy has one here. Yes. Uh, so COVID approval rating skyrockets after brief, briefly interrupting the view. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's. I'm gonna say that that is a uh, definitely a B article. That well, is, I know. I, that, that's true. You read it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I actually, I actually saw it. I saw. Oh yes, my goodness! They had two of the. Um, I don't know their names, but they had to call them off uh, in the middle of they were shooting, and they tested positive, and they were getting ready to interview in the, the middle the vice president. Oh, in the I middle. misunderstood the article. So they they got they they got they tested positive at a hospital test that came back while they were in the middle of the yes. view. Yes. Okay. Which, which you know. Aren't you supposed to um, quarantine yourself if you think you've been? But here's the why key. are you being tested? Shouldn't you be in quarantine? I, Here, here's the key, here's the key though. Kamala Harris was one being interviewed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they had to Excellent. cut the interview short. Anyway, let me give you one more here. Um, Biden accuses Trump of rigging poor poll numbers. <laughs> Say it one more time. Biden accuses Trump of rigging poor poll numbers. Oh my goodness. That's a hard one. I'm I'm gonna say that that is satire. I don't know the way he talks. I think I it might be true. Might <laughs> he might have he might have said that. I mean, that. It's, it's Donald Trump's fault for Afghanistan. It's Donald Trump's fault for this. It's, he said know. something like this, but I'm, I'm not sure. I feel like like what you're referencing here is satire. It, it is okay. It is because I, he he did say he did say something about Trump. Creating poor poll numbers for for talking or something like that, you know. Yeah. But 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 it still sounds like satire. So here's 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 our last one before we wrap up for the day. Um, here we go. Russian TV airs video game as Syria war footage. <laughs> I can believe that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm calling that one satire, but I could see it being done. <laughs> This is not the bee. <laughs> this actually happened. Eagle Eye viewers of the weekly um, uh, Russian program, I'm going to butcher that name, uh, on the state-run channel 1TV noticed the gunsight footage of a truck being attacked was actually from an Arma 3 tactical computer game. Arma 3 is, is the nerdiest. <laughs> so if you're a real video game nerd, you'll play Arma 3 where you spend 18 hours on missions with people from all over the world. It's a really cool game. But if you're really into that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, so that so that's not the B. And then uh, um, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so here's here, here here's an Jesus article. Jesus is a good one. So the Baptist uh, uh, Convention declares Joel Olstein as a biblically sound, faithful preacher. Ooh, ooh. 
I'm going to well, go. They did, they uh, did embrace critical race theory. Yeah, but that, no, I'm going to say that's a B article. It is a B article. That's what I, yeah. But I, it's still, it, it's it, coming. Yeah. It's coming. The SBC yeah. is going. Yeah. But, okay. So with that said, if you guys have a B, not the B article you want to submit, uh, we'll, we'll eventually set up a mailbox for those. We can have some fun. And if That'd it's, be great. You know, my son would post those on Facebook and people <laughs> would come back and yell at him and he goes, it's satire. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have Some to educate them. Absolutely. It's, it's just satire. It's, it's not real. It's just for fun. You can't make satire <laughs> up anymore because, unfortunately, it, yesterday's satire is today's news. It's almost oh. impossible oh. to keep up. So let's go ahead and wrap up around the room. Chair of Theology, just wrapping up the day. When we give the government and the media the right to facilitate truth and what truth we have access to, and declare what is true. What does that do to God's sovereignty? Well, it totally removes it. And I would advocate that we as Christians need to study what truth is. Would you say that it transfers it? It transfers um, the Godhood to the state and to oneself. I would say that it has the, the appearance of that. And the only reason I say that it has the appearance of that is because can it... Can that still be retained by God? Is it still retained by God? And I would say yes. Of course it is. it is, but in the eyes of man. In the eyes of man, that is true. That's what's happening. You're you're moving it. It's it, it's the oldest, it's the oldest sin. Yeah. Is this true? Yes. Yea, hath God said. Yeah. So moving over to the chair of culture, we're watching cultures battle out different cultures from different worldviews. <sighs> Just wrapping up the day, when the media has, sets the tone, should Christians be thermometers or thermostats? Should we be setting the cultural temperature? Yes, we need to be setting the, the, the temperature. And so where, where does that start? It starts in the church. The, if you have any issues with the culture in which we're living in, it all starts in the church. I'd say it starts at home. And uh, the church could, and the, the church, church family. Yes. And it's your family. And the church family is, is your extended family. Yes. Yes. I would, yes. If you are if you claim the name of Christ, real question here, do you find love for your church family? Yes. You should. You should. If you don't, there might be something you need to look at. Either find a different church family, one that's closer to God that you can grow into. Or maybe reassess where you're sitting yep. on that issue. Yep. And then to the chair of philosophy, just in wrapping and closing here, we're watching worldviews play out and philosophies play out. We're watching man's attempt to reach utopia. We've been seeing this wonderful humanist experiment that's cost, costed hundreds of millions of lives in the last hundred, uh, hundred years or so. And... Right now, the United States, which is built on the idea that, look, you have to get out and work. If you don't work, you don't eat. And there is an absolute truth. Mm -hmm. if you, it, once you do away with those assumptions, you have humanism ready to go. And we're watching Hong Kong fall. We'll soon watch Taiwan fall if things don't change shortly. Yep. And guess what? With a limp-wristed administration like we have right now we will see the united states fall vote in your elections be part of your local voting integrity process, yeah. movement yeah. be part of your local integrity movement when people whine and I, I, some christians i've had christians say oh i didn't vote because i didn't like out of the candidates and i said oh. did you vote in the primaries did you campaign for someone in the primaries uh no then shut up yep. and work next time yep you have a duty. You have an obligation and a responsibility because guess what? Godly acts and godly service, godly duty, your freedom to worship is its based on you. Yep. You have to get out there and, and work. You have to get out there and work, and you can't just ride the coattails. It's going to cost you something. Freedom costs you something. Yeah, and it's either going to be a little bit of effort now or a lot of blood later. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would take the little bit of effort continuously than losing family Amen. and loved ones. Amen. So understand what 
is valuable with your time. Understand that truth does matter. And when you have those conversations with your friends and family who do not believe in absolute truth, hopefully you can respond to them and, and appeal to their higher standard because they always will appeal to a higher standard. Appeal to that and go from there, your apologetic tools in hand. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate your listenership. Uh, like, comment, share those likes and those reviews on the uh, Apple uh, uh, iTunes stores, the Spotify. Those really, really help us. So please do so. Uh, hopefully soon we'll be moving to YouTube as well. We'll have all the above multimedia platform. That would be a good thing. Uh, we're excited to, to do more and more content. Thank you so much. As always, if you have an argument that you think we missed, tell it, put that down in the comment section down there and uh, tell us from which chair you're arguing. If you love this podcast, again, those likes. If you didn't, smash the dislike button twice just to be safe. Uh, thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.